Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Seen, a podcast that explores and analyzes prestigious or popular films that one of us has never seen before. I'm your host, Jonathan Cologne, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Jennifer Branch. Hi, everybody. And Max Abelman. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us as we are here to discuss our recent viewing of Jaws in IMAX. In Ah! space. Yes, we took Max to the IMAX again. Ah, IMAX. You, Max. (laughs) We all scream for IMAX. Oh, ah. (laughs) Jennifer screamed a little bit. I did. It was scary. Yeah. yeah. This was Jennifer's second viewing of this movie. Yep. She watched it for the first time for our podcast that came out a few days ago. And this episode is going to be coming out about 10 days after the full movie review podcast came out. And we are very excited to have seen this movie on the big screen for the first time. Right, guys? Yeah. yeah it was a very big screen. It's a very big screen, again, so with a lot of stairs. Yes, yes, so many stairs. We saw it in this abandoned shopping complex. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the theaters have abandoned, too. There was people there, though, and it was cute. People were dressed up. Like, yeah. People were there for it. Did you notice? Yes. There was a whole I saw thing. a girl with a Jaws backpack. There was a girl that had an Amity Police Department shirt, and mm. then like a couple of guys in some Jaws t-shirts, and so people were excited about yeah. it, I think. Yeah. yeah, probably a lot of Orlando people who remember the the Amity area in Universal Studios yeah. have a lot of Jaws merch, I would oh, imagine. Oh, probably. That they Jaws probably have ride ties was a good ride. It. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. And so. I saw a guy wearing a shirt that looked like the poster coming into the theater as we were leaving. Oh. Yeah, I saw him and I, he had a friend with him that had, it was a more subtle Jaws shirt, but it was something to do with it. It was like Amity Bar Beach Volleyball. Or <laughs> some, it was something like that, but it was, it was funny. Yeah. But yeah, people were dressed up. People were excited. But yeah, the theater, that it needs some work. The whole area needs some work, yeah. unfortunately. We are grateful that but, there is still an IMAX theater that is nice. in existence there. Yeah. yeah. But yes, we saw Jaws. And just as a refresher for those of you who may be listening to us for the first time, Jaws is a 1975 American thriller film directed by Steven Spielberg based on the 1974 novel by Peter Benchley, who appears in the movie. Oh. Yeah. Did you realize that, Jennifer? You told us that the last podcast, Jonathan. Oh, no, I did? <laughs> yes. So <laughs> much has the, happened he's since He's the news then. reporter, yeah. right? Isn't yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the interviewer. Oh. Yeah, it stars Roy Scheider, Richard Dreyfus, and Robert Shaw. Yeah. The three R's. The three R's. Mm-hmm. Scheider, Shaw, and Dreyfus. Yeah. I don't know why Dreyfus <laughs> doesn't have an S last name. <laughs> he messed it up. <laughs> he's the only one. Yeah. And of course, co-starring Murray Hamilton and Lorraine Gary. And boy, was this fun to see on the big screen. It was was a lot of fun. I have have seen this movie a lot of times. And just like with our IMAX viewing of E.T., there were things I noticed that I never noticed before. Mm. You really get to see the set dressing. Everything that's happening in the background is so huge. Yeah, Yeah. The sound is crazy. The IMAX sound sound is so so good. good. And this isn't really a visual special effects movie it has practical special effects yeah Mm -hmm. but it's not stop motion or puppetry in the classical sense like et was so there's less stuff like oh well yeah there's a matte painting right there everything is in camera which is really good and they blew it up and it feels enormous and you really felt like you were on the water Mm -hmm. especially where the camera is really low so it's like like, it's supposed to be as if you were just a head bobbing up above the water Mm -hmm. what you would see and boy did that feel realistic yeah yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, it really For did. sure. I don't know if I noticed this when we watched it on the TV, but even just a lot of the shots of them talking and stuff, you're looking up at them a lot. Yeah. Like not a lot of straight on eye level shots. You're always looking up. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting, except for when you see the chief's face a few times it zooms in on yeah. him when he knows the shark's coming. That's dead on. <laughs> yeah. So, and it happens a couple of times. So that was pretty cool. And it was fun to see the shark that big. The shark was very big. I said in the other one, people talk about it looking so fake. Even this big, I was like, oh, we're definitely going to be able to see the seams. But I still think it looked pretty good, honestly. Yeah. So it I don't know. It holds up great. Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah, it maybe looked a little rubbery at parts. But I mean, I feel like sharks do kind of look like that anyway sometimes. If you see a real shark, sometimes it looks a little rubbery. Yeah. yeah. I so, mean, yeah. it doesn't look any more or less fake than the shark they kill. Yeah. yeah. The, okay, who wants to take this? The tiger shark. Uh, what? The what? The what? <laughs> and wow, was that loud in IMAX. <laughs> and it was. Oh, God. And, and the when, guy's face was so huge. What? what? And when that line happened, you grabbed onto me <laughs> with your icy that cold That was the hands. biggest jump yes. scare of the movie I had, just taken, I had just taken a giant sip of my frozen Pepsi, which, oh, the best thing about this theater is that they have Pepsi products because I do like frozen Pepsi better than frozen Coke. I like Coke. Ugh, you Gross. people are insane. <laughs> I'm from yeah, Atlanta. So I, I drink Coke. Arm. You grabbed my arm on that line right after drinking your frozen Pepsi, and I was like, ah, your hands are so cold. <laughs> Literally gave him <laughs> chills, ice. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's super. And other friends. That, is that was truly the biggest jump scare for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most horrifying part of this well, the thing movie. Is, I know exactly when the shark is going to show up because I've seen yeah. this movie mm-hmm. so many times. So the shark appearing doesn't shock or scare me, but him doing that. What? what? Yeah. Just, just strikes terror long. in my heart every single time. <laughs> I will never uh, not be like, ah! Yeah, yeah. the close-ups were wild and that old woman looked even older. And again, who is that man she's walking with? Is it her grandfather? No, he's not credited. We is don't it, know. Is it her other son? Is it, <laughs> is it her brother? Who it's knows? Her <laughs> it's her grandson. Exactly. She's a witch and she's 800 years old. Uh, who is that old man? Mm. That's how she gets away with slapping the chief. The one qualm I have about this movie is the slap does not sound like a slap. It sounds like no. a punch. like someone smacked a bag of flour. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. And you know, Chief Bodie is lean. He is not doughy and soft. Yeah, yeah. So if you slap him in the face, it's going to be like whack sound. Not like Why did she yeah. slap the mayor? Yeah, how come the mayor doesn't get slapped? The mayor doesn't yeah. like, suffers almost no consequences. Yeah. He just gets away with everything. The only thing is, oh, I have to sign this piece of paper. He doesn't even end up having to pay the guy because the guy dies right so yeah. unless he willed it to his estate which i don't think there was one but no i doubt so that so the mayor gets away with everything yeah and he's like standing <laughs> there like oh my son was at that beach too and it's like why are you crying to brody about it his son was literally just attacked by a shark well and why are you worried about it now with the whole time you were telling like, people to not worry about it literally you still let your kid on the beach just cry me a river cry me a river really well, and one thing i did want to bring up about that scene in particular roy scheider's acting when he is not speaking mm-hmm. yeah you can tell he's at this point where he's barely containing his rage mm-hmm. because he's just been through this traumatic experience his son is in the hospital and then he pulls the mayor behind the curtain and the mayor is like hey my kids were on that beach too Roy Scheider's face is telegraphing I want to just choke you to death right now yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's barely contained rage screaming in his face two scenes ago you're insane man and he's like no we're opening the beaches we're opening the beaches and it's like this oh is my the na- kids were 
were on the beach. Like, yeah, no crap. What do you think I was screaming about? <laughs> like, yeah. It's four hours and it's the ago. Next I told day. you not to do that. <laughs> right. What do you the want? Argument, like, why are you... The argument they have in front of the billboard happens on July 3rd, and then the incident with the shark in the pond is July 4th. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And he's supposed to get sympathy for this? No. Well, and the problem, like I said, the mayor gets away with everything, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. He doesn't really he ever... Need to slap. Pay his dues. So. Yeah. That's it's, unfortunate. it's unfortunate. But Roy Scheider's acting in that scene is brilliant. Getting to see his expressions blown up to giant size, you really get mm-hmm. to see the facial acting He's in a, got some in wide a better eyes. way. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say in general, for the IMAX experience of Jaws, the thing that really like puts it apart from the ET experience. Yeah, ET is really magnificent to see blown up on a big screen, but I think Jaws is a better movie when it's that big, so you can see everything. Because there's just so much going on in every scene, especially with the big scenes with the hundreds of extras and everything because all the extras in Jaws are doing amazing work also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's a much larger story. E.T. is a very small, compact Yeah. It's like... Mostly takes place in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Takes place in one location, just in bedrooms. There's not a lot of stuff, you know, until you get to the finale, there's not a lot of stuff outside. But Jaws is wide spaces Mm -hmm. and the expanse of the ocean. And you really get a feeling of the isolation of the three of them when they're out on the orca when you see how big it really is right and, and seeing the orca that large was really cool yeah too. it is really cool and also the opening scene too because i've always sort of thought the opening scene to jaws was a little bit cheesy like a little bit not believable the girl in the water being pulled back and forth but seeing it on the big screen because i had never seen it in any movie theater before i'm like oh that actually does look really good when you see it that big like the acting mm-hmm. she's doing because it's always sort of hard to see what she's doing especially it's very dark and yeah it's very dark especially on a television if the setting in your home isn't right but yeah it looks really good on the big screen yeah i I love being able to see their expressions that big i didn't clock this before but it was nighttime they're at a bonfire but then when she's in the water the sun's up i have never been able to because it's like pitch black when they're at the bonfire and this is seconds later yeah is it supposed to be sunset or is it sunrise i mean it's gotta be sunrise because it's coming up over the ocean and they're on the east coast so they've been sitting there making those because they're doing a crab boil which honestly i never realized until i saw it on the big screen yeah one woman they pass her and she's holding a crab and playing with they're there hanging out till sunrise and so it's like how long were they at this bonfire that he was like staring at her before he spoke to her (laughs) 12 hours what is happening yeah i didn't clock that last time but i was like wait why is the sun up yeah because it it seems to go from night to sunrise and then back to night again yeah well it's cloudy like it's almost midday and then you see the sun in the distance like it's sunrise Mm. and then it's nighttime again that was weird there's Um, some continuity problems there yeah i wish we knew for sure i guess we're supposed to assume that it's sunrise Mm -hmm. but where the sun is in the sky would make sense if the sun was setting sometimes if you look to the east it's dark and then you look to the west and you can still see light yeah when the sun is setting the way it's positioned it's too high for it to just be coming up but it's and then when 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 it's so low it's completely dark yeah Yeah. Yeah. it doesn't really work (laughs) which i didn't clock I didn't bring this up before, but the littler kid, I forget his name. He's so cute. Sean. Yeah. He's so adorable. cute. Such yeah. a, and he's like a good actor too. Yeah. Like that kid's adorable. I yeah. loved him. What else? I didn't pay much attention to him or maybe I was just more annoyed with him the first time. But Quint is really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's really a good actor. Like his whole monologue. 
I don't know, maybe I tuned it out the first time, but I was like, wow, this is a really good monologue. The Indianapolis? Like, people yeah. should do this monologue yeah. like as an audition. Well, it is haunting. It, yeah, is a, it is. It is one of the classic moments in this movie. And of course, the you're going to need a bigger boat line is the most famous line from mm-hmm. it. But it's a historically, cinematically famous monologue. Yeah. And it took like yeah. four people to write it. And they shot it in the middle of the night or something. And he drank a bunch of bourbon right before he filmed it. And yeah, his performance is chilling. It really yeah, is. It is. Like, it's like telling like, he's telling a see, ghost story. Yeah, and you see Richard Dreyfuss in the background. His eyes are really wide, like freaked out. Oh my God, this is a scary story, but it's real. It really is. It's a haunting yeah. monologue. Yeah. Well, especially for Richard Dreyfuss's character, that's great acting on Richard Dreyfuss's part because he understands the gravity of the situation just from hearing the name of the ship. Right. Yeah. He's like, oh, Whereas like Richard Dreyfuss is like, knows how the story ends already. Sometimes when you know a story is going to go bad, it's even worse than if you're hearing it for the first time, yeah. which is what's happening with Brody. Yeah. But yeah, Richard Dreyfuss's reaction. And I never noticed that before. Yeah. You see his he's face go. like leaning way back in his seat. It's like when you're curled up in your, yeah. in your chair, like not the edge of your seat, but whatever the opposite of that is. That's what he's doing. He's like, yeah, it's like I you're think. trying to, it's like your body is recoiling <laughs> from this information. You're trying to get as far away from it as possible, like a physical reaction to an emotional response. That's really cool. It is, it is intense. Yeah. But yeah, Robert Shaw is just absolutely phenomenal in this movie yeah. and steals the show every well, time and he's his, in it. His character just has nerves of steel because he's like, hey, put that fire out. Yeah. Go th- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, um, get up there. <laughs> it's like he's just deadpan. Yeah, you might want to put that fire out. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> he doesn't freak out about yeah. the fire. <laughs> it's funny. And I wanted to mention again, I think I talked about this when we did our full recap of the movie, but when he is standing in the forward part of the ship that's already submerged, he's looking at the ship, gives it like a 360 view of the inside of it, and he sees the life jackets. Yeah. Right. And then the next thing you see cuts to the back of the boat where Dreyfus and Brody are standing, and he walks out and he's put his jacket back on. And he's put his hat back on. He it reminds he's me. Going down with the ship. Yeah. It reminds me of when a commander or a general of an army in the medieval times puts on their armor to come out and face their foe, and they know it's a hopeless battle, but they're going to go down fighting. That's what that reminds me of. He's so tall and he's so powerful. Yeah. And you could tell he's basically accepted his fate, but he's like, I'm going to look good going down. Yeah. That's kind of a thing, too, that they do. Like, I know I'm going down with this ship, but I'm going to go down in my uniform, basically. The guy does that in Titanic, too, I think. He's like, puts on his hat to sink, you know, which is kind of silly, but, you know, a bravery thing. So can you explain to me why he doesn't wear a life jacket? The life jacket attracts the shark or? No, because it's a reminder of a traumatic experience. Oh, because Mm. that's all he saw of his. Well, he was wearing a life jacket the whole time he was in the water. Oh, got it. And he's basically saying, I won't go through that experience again. I would rather. He would rather drown. Okay, fair enough. Rather die than have to sit there waiting to die. Yeah. As he said. It was like three days or something, right? Yeah, I think it was three or four days. Uh, And when he says the scariest part of that story for me is when he goes, that was when I was the most terrified when I was waiting for my turn to get pulled out of the water. Oh, God. It's really scary. Mm. It's chilling. It really is. He definitely should have won some awards for this role. Oh, yeah. He was really, really good. I think maybe the first time I was watching it, I was kind of more focused on the other two guys and I didn't pay as much attention maybe to him. But this time I kind of Mm. more focused on him and I was like, wow, he's really intense. (laughs) Like, it's really good. Yeah. And I love the part where all the people are getting in the boats because they think they're going to go in these tiny little boats and catch this giant shark. And he drives on by on his boat just laughing. Yeah, I didn't notice that the first. 
Dreyfus. I mean, well, it's the same thing with, you know, Richard Dreyfus's reaction too. He smiles and he's like, oh, they're all going to die. <laughs> they're just like these idiots. Yeah. <laughs> what do they think they're doing? Yeah. I also really liked Richard Dreyfus's reaction when he walks into Quint's house and he sees all the shark teeth on the wall. He kind of is like in awe and smiles. Yeah, like, he's like starstruck. Oh, man. Yes. He's like, this is cool. We're going to get this shark. <laughs> this guy knows his stuff. <laughs> this is pretty exciting. Even though they have like an antagonistic relationship. Oh, yeah. This is right. This yeah. is <laughs> where yeah. we're going. Another thing I had never noticed <laughs> that reaction before when I have seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's so great about it is that it's so large that you really get to see the stuff that's happening in the background mm. clearly. Right. I was like, let me see if I can find something I haven't noticed before or haven't seen before. There's you know, kind of watching on the periphery and there's a lot of stuff to see. Yeah. But yeah, the way he was just like, whoa. Yeah, when he, he saw like all smiles the, all the... real big, his eyes get real big. Yeah. He's like, "This is cool." Yeah, <laughs> yep. Even and you just notice how brilliant a lot of the camera work and the direction for it was. One that jumped out to me was their first scene on the beach where it's not very crowded, but there's still a good bunch of people, and the boy dies with the very old mother, Alex. Yeah, Kim. Alex yeah. yeah. But when they're all on the beach, the way that they like move between conversations and everything that's happening in the background, it's all like really nicely choreographed choreographed in the way yes. that one person slides out of the scene while another person comes forward towards the camera and is part of it now it's just all great it's so good yeah and a little bit of trivia we can throw some trivia in here steven spielberg in the documentary about the making of the movie described that scene and he wanted the focus of it to be on roy scheider's paranoia mm. because he's like is there really a shark out there yeah, yeah. should we really be worried i felt like that you know? read really and well it, in IMAX. oh yeah he, for sure he wanted to film it as if it was all one shot yeah. like he said in a perfect world i would have filmed the whole thing in one shot but because you have to see shider and the water yeah yeah obviously shider is facing the water so you can't film both his reaction time, yeah. or his face and the water at the same time so what he does is he has people in different colored bathing suits walk in front of the camera so it creates a wipe effect oh. so you're looking at the water a person walks in front of the camera and when they pass then the focus is on shider and vice versa mm. oh cool and it's I didn't notice it, that, it's yeah. really well, it's fascinating yeah. Yeah, it's, it's super seamless. Mm -hmm. Most people probably wouldn't notice it if it hadn't been pointed out. But once I saw that pointed out in the documentary, every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh, this is so yeah. cool. Yeah, I noticed a lot more details of what the people in the water are doing in that scene, too. And it's all just so fascinating, the way it's carefully planned out to make normal things seem horrifying. Like the dog. Like yeah, the dog. And, fetch, and then there's that bigger the, lady that's floating. Yeah, and a person going underwater to surprise their friends and stuff like yeah. that. It's all so good. And the scenes of the people running out of the water, boy, was that a lot more visceral oh, and yeah. scary than it is watching it on a TV. Which it always is. It's always just the craziest part of that movie for me, watching people get trampled in that scene. And yeah. when it's that big, it's real bad. Well, yeah. and this might be like a no-duh to everybody else, but I didn't notice it the first time. But when it's the hoax, you don't hear that da-da music. Right, Even right. though you're yeah. seeing the same shots like you were seeing with the shark you don't hear the music that's your clue that like no he's not here because with yeah. the, the sharks there you hear it yeah like, John Williams said again in the documentary that he never wanted the music to announce a red herring yeah so okay. the music does sense. not appear every time the shark appears but it never appears when the not shark the is shark. not there yeah mm. and the rest of the music is very different from that yeah. like when they're yeah. on the boat and they're having like a victorious moment 
it's very uplifting kind of music. Yeah, it's and, really pretty. Yeah, but then the dark, sinister music is definitely like, oh, the shark's here, <laughs> for yes. sure. What's your favorite music from the movie, Jonathan? I think the reason I like this so much is because the first time I ever heard it was when John Williams was conducting the Hollywood Bowl and the concert was simulcast on radio and my father turned it on for us to listen to. But the music they play when they're building the cage. Oh, yeah, yeah that's I like that. good. That's it's good. Like, you feel like it would normally be super tense because the ship is sinking and this is their last chance, they yeah. think. But it's really, okay, we're a doing happy, it. Yeah. yeah, it's almost the, like the a happy kind of The three of us have finally music, become yeah. a team mm-hmm. and it's a very triumphant, very yeah. upbeat cue. Yeah, yeah, John Williams, future guest of the podcast. We're getting him on. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We Definitely. must. We must. <laughs> yeah, I've always been a fan of the father-son music, the one where they're uh, copying each other's motions and doing the little faces at each other. I think the music for that is really great. Yeah. And it just fits. And it's interesting that the end credits are sort of a callback to that theme. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a way, it's like he's the dad of the island that has to protect them, you know? Mm. It's like the dad of you know that's he's protecting his kids he's protecting everybody so yeah Yeah. and we talked a lot about him in the last episode we did about this so we won't talk about it too much but man is he a heroic character oh yeah for sure and getting to watch him blow that shark up in IMAX so so, good yeah Yeah, the end is still underwhelming though the very very end I almost wanted to end just with Matt coming up out of the water the scene with them paddling back is just kind of I don't need that they either should have gone further or just ended it already yeah. it's just kind of weird it's a mm. weird ending maybe they don't know how to end it i don't know but anyway. yeah it's an interesting choice to just end with them swimming back to shore doesn't show them getting back to the island mm-hmm. yeah doesn't show the mayor getting his comeuppance which he so greatly deserves should yeah. be arrested um but speaking of the island the last thing i wanted to bring up was and we didn't talk about this in our previous episode the city council scene where quint oh. makes his entrance into the movie yeah what oh a, god that hurt me and i was ready for it like ooh, i want to hear the nails on the chalkboard with IMAX sound and boy did it deliver oh, oh yeah, yeah it was yeah. hard it's like because to. whenever I've watched it in the movie I'm just like oh that's not that bad but oh and no IMAX. it sounded like you were Oof. in the room uh-huh. and again the background actors and the side characters and all those people who we don't really care about but they get a lot of FaceTime in the first two thirds of the movie all of their reactions were exactly how you would expect like yeah. horrified yeah and then he makes this speech which again just god Robert Shaw is so good in this. Mm -hmm. Not like Tommy Cox or whatever he says. Yeah. They want you to be like, oh, this is just the town lunatic and he's just rambling. This is nonsense. But no, maybe listen to this guy. (laughs) He knows what he's talking Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. And I paid attention this time to the reaction of that loud mouth lady who's super over tan. Oh, yeah. She's talking about her motel or something. Yeah. She's got a motel and her husband is trying to petition the chief to make the curb outside his house a red zone when they're Mm. at the beach. (laughs) Some nonsense. And she's like, I don't think that's funny. She yeah, makes a, yeah, I don't think that's a lot of either. noise for being in the movie, a very small amount. Yeah. But her reaction, she's clutching her pearls, literally, at the end of Quint's speech. And I'm like, yeah, that's the appropriate reaction to yeah. what he's just told you. You either pay him to take care of this thing, or all of your livelihoods are going to be destroyed. Right. Well, it's yeah. just so weird that these people that live in an island town, and you mention a shark, and it's like they have no idea what you're talking about. You live near the ocean. Have you never wait, heard wait. of sharks? Jennifer, what did you say we're talking about? Sharks. 
you know uh, what? like <laughs> but yeah it's like they have no concept of the damage a shark can do and it's like you people grew up near the water have you never heard stories if you never yeah. seen a book but the, you don't know? the prevailing wisdom it's is that like, sharks don't live on these northern waters i guess yeah. mostly yeah. in the I south suppose. they're mostly i believe in the Tropical, pacific ocean sort of, yeah there are a lot of them in australia and the real shark footage in the movie was all filmed off the coast of australia yeah okay. but yeah, yeah but still it's like we've never heard of sharks we have no and there must be some this. because look at all the shark teeth that quint has in his well they house. even said yeah. like there was a shark attack near here 50 years ago when five people died these people must have heard these stories well and they killed two sharks in the movie so yeah yeah that's the both, other thing there's got to be more sharks out there both of them described as man eaters so yes. yeah well there, there's and then there'll be that. another one in jaws too oh are we gonna watch two that? jaws two jawsiest the... i don't know we might do jaws too the jaws of singer. all of the sequels the jaws <laughs> <laughs> of all of the sequels, Jaws 2 is probably the best. And the John Williams watchable. did the music for it. Okay. Uh, mm. Future guest of the podcast. That's what we'll get him on the podcast for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For cool. Jaws 2. Sounds too. great. So and I don't even know if I've seen Jaws 2 all the way through. I, I've seen the ending sure of have. it. But... Yeah, I've definitely not. So it would qualify. Yeah. yeah. I think we can do Jaws podcast, 2 but... on this podcast. So <laughs> if anyone right. feels like we shouldn't do Jaws 2, send us an email. Raise your us. hand and we'll count you John all Williams, right now. if you're out there and you don't want us to do it. I mean, he is out there. (laughs) He's listening. He's still alive (laughs) as of this moment. All right. Well, does anyone else have anything they wanted to bring up about the Uh, IMAX experience? I don't think so. Like I said, you know, Regal, we're happy you're here, but maybe update your theater a little bit. Mm, maybe and we didn't talk about the fact that we waited for like 30 minutes for the movie to start oh yeah (laughs) yeah i did not think it was gonna happen y'all yeah something was wrong we walked into a completely dark theater like the screen wasn't on there was no lights on why is the theater completely dark and completely silent and then the lights came on but then that was it for a lot and we sat there for (laughs) it was the movie started and granted they did skip the commercials and the previews and and when it came on they just played the movie but the movie started a good 40 minutes after the start time on our tickets. And I feel like they cut off the end credits too because they turned the lights back on right away. Did you notice that? Is Mm. there supposed to be end credits to this? I don't remember. Yeah, well, the end credits are them swimming back to shore. Yeah, but but there's not like a credit scroll. No, no, no. Okay. Mm. But we had to get out of there because there was going to be another showing like Yeah, people were already showing up for the next viewing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully a lot of you saw Jaws in IMAX or it's also available in 3D. If you have a chance to go see this movie in the theater, please do it. You should. Yeah. And dress so up. Rare. That was fun. I wish we would have dressed up. <laughs> I didn't think of it. There were some cute t-shirts and not, fun stuff. Not so. that I have anything and, to dress and up with. And they give you a poster. Yes, we got we yeah, posters. Yeah, poster. so that was fun. So we get to put up our first movie poster yeah. in our studio. Yes. So if you guys have some movie posters lying around that you want to send us, do that. Yeah. Yes, that'd be fun to decorate this. We don't have posters. like an address to give you, but yeah, do We'll that. get a P.O. box or something. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll just send them to Jennifer's address. <laughs> yeah. We don't okay, care yeah, if people know where she lives. All right. Sounds great. She has uh, a giant dog that will attack you. So don't, <laughs> there's no point in stalking don't Jennifer. Don't go there. Fair enough. Well, I think that's it then. All I'm going right to hand it off to you, Jennifer, to say goodbye. That's our show. On behalf of my co-host and myself, I want to thank our listeners for joining us each week. Thank you for liking, subscribing, downloading, and leaving five-star reviews. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at what do you mean you've never seen at gmail.com or check the description of this episode for links to our social media. You can send us DMs, tweets, emails, however you want to get in touch with us we're happy to hear from you goodbye everybody goodbye jonathan goodbye jennifer goodbye max goodbye everybody see you next time Bye.
This episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Seen was edited by Jonathan Colon and Max Abelman. Our episodes and digital content are produced by Max Abelman. Your hosts are our writer, Jonathan Colon, producer, Max Abelman, and head of social media and community outreach, Jennifer Branch. All artwork for our show is created by James Alexander with Pleasant View Designs. Check the links in the description below for more information on how to follow the show and subscribe to our Patreon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you at the movies. Oh,